we got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a low right now. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Adam Drovetta on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Looking for a home run ball. Gets it into Love. KU not fouling. Love fades, shoots. He misses. He misses. And Kansas will win. It's a banger for Kansas basketball. I, I will never get old of that, and I hope you don't either. And, you know, I look down at the calendar, and what do you know? Kansas is still national champions. How about this? You've got, like, all of them, all the, the 88, I, I've never heard. I, I, I hope it's somewhere in the, in the um, you know, say. Archives the, 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 Yeah, the archives, the 52 one. But you get, in 88, the dream is real. Um, yeah, I would love to hear the 52 one. The 52 one, one would be great. Because, I mean, you knew going, they, yeah. they won that going away. They yeah. won it by 17. Haney had the, it's a banner year. Um, and then uh, Bob Davis didn't have anything. He just was kind of going insane. And he was like, 70, K, 75, 68, KU, national champions. So, like, they, it's, it's all it's all very perfect with their own. Like, Haney, you know, we all know Haney is a very uh, extremely prepared guy. Uh, and so I'm, I don't know if he wrote down anything, but I'm sure he kind of had in his mind what's he going to say if Kansas wins. He had a different. I'm sure I don't know this. I'm just guessing because he's a super prepared guy. Whereas Bob Davis was very not to say he wasn't prepared. He knew all the players. He he was great, but he was also very very off the cuff. And so so it's very their own personality for their respective championship calls. Yeah, it was. Awesome to hear, and uh, like I said, KU still national champions. That's never not going to be cool. Um, oh, it's, I can't believe that. <laughs> By the still, way, I've, I've spent the last last night. I texted you at like four this morning. I was watching the the eight game. i just. It's been a great week. Man. I'm I'm looking for a replay for this game. If somebody wants to hook me up with one, I also would love to see one where it's it's imposed with the radio broadcast throughout because I know they did that with 08, but that's neither here nor there. Scott Chasen made a great point that I haven't seen this come out yet. I've I've seen that we've obviously heard the call of Ochai coming and giving Haney and, and Gurley a hug. We've seen the video of that happening, but Scott Chasen requested that somebody... Oh, he got it. Did he? I yeah, haven't yeah, seen he it got yet. A good, yeah. So he got the, the radio call. Up. It's really cool. It's, okay, cool. I'll, I'll check that out. Okay. Um, RCST, by the way, brought to you by T-Mobile. T-Mobile has amazing deals for everyone at any of the Lawrence locations. Don't choose between value or coverage. Get both with T-Mobile. You know, when you tack on the, the KU this year, because anytime you win a title, it's going to be a special season. That's... Uh, you know nothing, and it doesn't crazy. matter who you like. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what program you have. You can have yeah a losing like the the Royals, for example, are not a historic baseball franchise. No, their the Yankees, title, their the title was extremely special. Yeah, no matter what, it's it's special. But when you look at this season and and go across all the things that happened, I mean, you played the toughest schedule in the country this year, which um, that's just kind of more of a footnote. 
But when you also tack on that along the way to win the title, KU became the most winningest program in college basketball history. You in the same Final Four that you went to, it is going to be one of the most memorialized Final Fours because of the fact that it was the end of Coach K's career yep. and he lost to one of his rivals and you won the title in that Final Four. This is the one one of the most special seasons you could ever ask for. The two titles self is one. One featured uh, Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and Memphis, who's not a blue blood, but that particular Memphis team was going to attempting to be. Had they won the title, they would have finished thirty nine and one. They would have been one of the greatest. Would have teams been ever. most wins ever, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think still would and be. I, and I think actually that Kansas team. I think twenty twelve Kentucky broke that record, but at that time, Kansas broke the record for most wins by a champion with their win over Memphis. So you had an incredibly historic Final Four that year. This year you had. I would consider Nova blue blood, but you had, if not four blue bloods, three blue bloods, and and one well on their way to becoming one, um, and and yeah, you and think you know, just think how far away. Forget a Final Four, forget a championship. How far away? Because we came into this year eyeing that Kentucky record, and we kind of even talked in December. How cool would it be to to get that? I think we even had a daily poll. Would you rather get that record in the tournament? Would you rather surpass Kentucky with a, with a win over Kentucky in the tournament or do it Saturday in Allen Fieldhouse? How far away did that possibility seem after Kentucky just blitzed you? In, Even in heading into the NCAA tournament, yeah, it seemed too. like a far possibility because KU was down, what, two? Eddie heading into the tournament, and it was like, okay, Kentucky, Kentucky's probably you know, going to roll through probably you exactly. know, a, a good good chance to get a Final Sweet Four. 16, but probably Final Four, maybe they're the title winner. And it was like, okay, we'll, we'll catch them next year. You caught them by the Sweet 16. Yeah, and and for the record, can can you also add, when you look at the teams Kansas played, can we go ahead and hang a banner for Big East and ACC champions? <laughs> so what, North Carolina, Miami in the uh, title in Elite Eight, yep. Big East, Villanova, Providence, Creighton yep. through those rounds? I don't need, is Texas Southern in the SWAC? Yeah, we don't need the I don't SWAC, need that. No, we don't need that. But give me that. Give me a Big East title and an ACC title along with it. Along with the Big 12 regular season, Big 12 postseason. It, it was an unbelievable year. Again, you won you won trophies in like everything you did, except for, ironically enough, the one thing you didn't win a trophy in was the damn ESPN Events Invitational. Like oh, yeah, that's things. right. That's right. I guess you, you got a third that. place trophy, right? Beat Iona. Rick Pitino. Hey, yeah. by the way, how about that? I didn't even realize that. Add that to the uh, history of this season. The only other two coaches now who are active with, with two, two titles, titles you, you beat both you beat of them. them both. <laughs> in uh, Rick Pitino true. and Jay Wright. Um, but here is some audio. Bill Self talked about this in the post game on on what it means to uh, to win another title and and how much um, this means for both him, for the program at KU, for you know just kind of everyone involved and and how this is you know kind of back to something he was talking about in the uh I guess the pregame before the you know final four before the national championship of, of how important it was for him and and the legacy of the program to start winning titles you know these don't these don't fall off trees I mean they're they're hard to get and so uh you know the first one we got and it was great and everything, and we've knocked on the door since then, but haven't been able to punch the ticket, so to speak. So uh, I, I think when 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 the when there's an all-time winningest program, when uh, 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 just by a slim margin though, and when the inventor of the game was your first coach, and when 
the likes of Adolph Rupp comes from Kansas and Dean Smith comes from Kansas and Wilt Chamberlain comes from Kansas, the expectations are such where being good is okay, but it's not enough. And so nobody's ever put pressure on me. We got to win another one. But I think I put pressure on myself knowing that this place deserves more than what we've won. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where because it ended up happening, it almost felt like he spoke it into existence. If he would have lost, it would have just felt like, because like I said, he, he started talking about this even the week leading Go, up, yeah, right? Yeah, going into the, before I think before they even left for New Orleans. And, and there's almost like a, a certain peacefulness of being able to confront like uh, that type of talk of that those types of pressures and being like no I understand it's there and then you go out and do it and, and it's it's almost like you know I didn't let it bother me because I knew it was right there I think Bill Self and he's been described this way um I want to give credit to it was uh, Doug Gottlieb was the first person I ever heard describe Self in this specific way and it's a term that's that's not specific to Gottlieb but um he was the first one I heard talk about self in this way he and this was in like 2011 2013 somewhere in there um self is extremely comfortable in his own skin and I think that's true like I think self uh, and I, I talked about this yesterday I wonder if there's part of um self that, that goes back and feels uh validated after what you know after the the early losses Bucknell and Bradley or if he was just super comfortable the whole time and confident in himself the whole time yeah, no, that's a good question. All right, we uh, are going to get out a little early here. The uh, We have some Masters updates that we're going to play for you with, with upcoming coverage and all that here on KLWN. We're also out really early today. 3.50 is we're going to be out um, of the action in this one um, because KU is taking on Missouri in baseball. So a chance to get another win in the border showdown between Kansas and Missouri. You can hear it right here on KLWN. Also, right before that happens at the end of our show, again, very short show, but at the end of it, we're going to start our registration for RCST Trivia. We have the grand prize, big screen television, thanks to Matt Llewellyn at 23rd Street Brewery. That's awesome. We have a bunch of gift cards. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, so I I don't want to go through all the the sponsors just yet, Um, but we have a bunch of gift cards, RCST t-shirts to give away, apparel, uh, we have some NFT stuff to give away. Again, the grand prize TV. And, hey, just the pride of it all, trying to beat uh, your fellow opponents and say that you're the RCST trivia champion. So all that coming up. We're going to have registration open coming up at the end of the show. We'll do one for the podcast, and then we'll open things up on social media tomorrow morning. He's Adam Dravetta. I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk for our short show today here on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, klwn.com, and the KLWN app. Depend on it. Would you like to get involved in sponsoring Rock Chalk Sports Talk or the Best of RCST podcast? How about getting involved in some KU action or local high school sports? You can reach out to us, djohnson at gpmnow.com. That's djohnson at gpmnow.com. And we'll see what we can do to help out your business and get involved here in local sports. All right, our daily poll for today. Again, very short show. Apologies for that. Who is the best coach? Stick in, around for KU baseball. Yeah, there you go. Who is the best coach in Kansas basketball history? Now, I, I pretty declaratively yesterday said I, I, I think, think it's Bill Self. Self. I think you think the same thing. Um, but I don't know. I, why don't we leave it up to the fans? Why don't we see? I, I'm curious how much because I, Bill Self is going to be the answer here. I feel very confident in that. You can vote at RCST thirteen twenty. I'm just curious how much he wins by. So the options are Bill Self, Fog Allen, Roy Williams, and other. Which I don't know why you would vote for other like. 
You know, Larry Brown won a title, but he wasn't here very long. Um, not going to vote for like Dick Harp or Ted Owens. No offense, but you know, it's a whole nother level with with Bill Self and Roy Williams and those guys. Um, so, I, does yeah. Bill Self get eighty percent of this vote? <sighs> That'd be a high one. Um, I think they're uh, yes. Well, I'm wondering how many people because I I go back and forth on the helms. I I hold them in high regard, but not as high regard as the NCAA championships. Um, but I am among the people who who recognizes them um, primarily because North Carolina and Kentucky also claim their helms titles. Uh, but maybe somebody will try to say, well, you know, if you want to count helms, Fog won three, and Self only has two. But I don't see how Self is not the best. 80% of the vote, it's hard to get 80% of people to agree on anything. Um, like, if you pulled Are You Happy, KU won the title, <laughs> I don't know if you do. Somebody will just, yeah, be like, well, uh, they didn't win by enough. Sets us up for disappointment like, yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I see. Yeah, I'll say yes. 80, if you said 75, I'd say yes. and I'll go over 80, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be over 80. I think it might be close to 90. I really do. I, I think it. To me, it's, it seems so obvious, but we'll wait and see. Um, could be some people who, you know, you grew up watching KU basketball in the 90s and maybe you just love Roy Williams or um, – because that's – like if the 97 team wins the title, this is a much more interesting debate. I mean, Roy would have still one less than Bill Self, but he would have probably the greatest team in, in KU basketball history. I mean, maybe you still consider that to be regardless of the, the title result, um, but he would have the title – he would have an extra final four over self. It, it'd be an interesting debate, but he didn't. So, yeah, you never know. All right. Uh, we're going to take a time out here. When we come back, we're going to play for you uh, in case you missed it yesterday. Bill Self and the players arriving at Memorial Stadium, what they had to say to the crowd. We're also going to open up registration and we'll tell you about that in the next segment for RCST Trivia. He's Adam Dravet. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Oh, we're out in about 20 minutes, even less than that, because we're going to have a Masters update coming for you at 346. KU taking on Missouri in baseball here on KLWN. So very short show today. We'll open things up for RCST trivia registration in just a moment. Uh, but first, in case you missed it yesterday, Bill Self, the players, arrived at Memorial Stadium and spoke to the crowd. Chris Tehan said a bad word. We edited it out. Here is... Uh, all those players and the Kansas head coach, as well as Travis Goff at the beginning, speaking with all the Kansas fans and students. Travis Goff is being asked to What's talk going here. On, Hawks? How are we feeling? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very, very, very brief because you guys came here to support this group. Listen. Two, two points real quick. This is the best fan base, the best support base in America. We cannot thank you enough. We cannot thank you enough. We felt the love and the passion and the support down in New Orleans. These guys played for you, left it all out there, empty to tank to bring this trophy back to Lawrence where it belongs. All right, so that's message number one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Number two. All right, message number two, real quick. We've known something here in Lawrence for almost 20 years. We've known we've had the best men's basketball coach in the country, haven't we? 
Well, guess what? The rest of the world knows now. Bill Self, best head coach in the country. Let's hear from Bill. Travis Golf bringing Bill Self up to the mic. And here's Coach. Hey, how about your Jayhawks right there? Hey, thanks so much for coming out today. As Travis said, we do have the best fan base anywhere in America. We obviously had about five to 10,000 down there in New Orleans with us as well. And it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable weekend. The guys played absolutely great, minus the first 20 minutes of the game yesterday. They, but, but we're so, we're so proud and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think a lot and I know our coaches do as well is how cool is it to coach at such a, you know, tradition rich place? How cool is it to coach young men that give you, give us everything every day? But I was just thinking, how much fun is it for you to love on these guys right now? Yes. So, all right. Hey, so we're, we're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have eight guys say something real quick. Alright, and the guy that speaks can pass it on to the next guy. We'll start with, uh, uh, probably, uh, the most popular reserve. The most popular six man. And you guys might as well go ahead and start chanting his name. Remy. No one better than Bill Self with these off-the-cuff little MC things, kind of impromptu, hey, but we he does a great we job. we don't win it without this dude right here, Remy Martin. There he is. One of five in the first half, but 11 all huge right, points right, in the second. He was clutch. All right, all right. All right. Wearing a white hoodie, a ball cap, and um, dancing around at the 50. You know, I, guys, I talked to you guys on, on senior night. Um, you know, last time I was going to be in uh, Allen Field House and um, you know, I, I said that I appreciated everybody, um, you know, in this community. You guys mean the world to me. Um, and, and now that I get to come back here and talk to you guys again, um, being a national championship with these guys and with you guys has been amazing. And I, and I just want to say thank you all again. Um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a tough journey, ups and downs, but, you know, everybody stuck together. And, you know, this is what Jayhawk basketball is all about, is bringing a, a national championship back to you guys. So thank you. Remy Martin passing the mic back to Coach Self. Let's see who's next. All right, next, I want you guys, we want you guys to hear from the president of the Triangle. That, What's that, the wheel, the bull, and, and the hawk? Chris Sheehan! <laughs> Didn't know he was a politician. Maybe the most popular walk-on. There's been some popular ones in the past. Chris is All right, right I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I may be feeling myself a little bit from last night. But, hey, we appreciate every one of you guys that came out here and has been supporting us all year. I said it when I came back from the Elite Eight. We didn't come here to play in the Final Four. We didn't come here to play in the National Championship. We came here to put a banner up in those wraps. Hey, when, when, you're, when you're down 15 at halftime to a, a great team, 
doesn't look great, obviously. But when you got a little guy out front that can hawk the ball like that and totally change the game just with his defense, give it up for Dewan Harris. Juan forcing what several doing? turnovers early in the second half to give Kansas some run out. What's up, y'all? Juan was putting on a shirt. I just want to say thank y'all for supporting stuff. us all year. You know, we wanted a big win for y'all to come back. You know, we had a great coaching staff. I had great teammates, you know. I we couldn't do I couldn't do it without them. I just want to say thank y'all. Kept so, it short, kept it clean. Good job, Wando. So unassuming, but I told him he's man now a few on the words. national stage. Okay. All right, next. What do you have uh, yesterday? Uh, two points and three or four missed layups in the first half. And played his tail off in the second half. Ended it with 15. Jalen Wilson. Comes so well. Yeah. <laughs> Amped up. Nah, I just. Some rose colored I want to say thank y'all for supporting us through all the ups and downs this season, especially myself. You know, y'all always show me love, show the team love. Uh, no matter what was going on, y'all always support us night in and night out. Like I said, y'all the best fans in the world. I love y'all. You know, this means so much to us, but it means so much more bringing it back to y'all. Thank you. Jalen Wilson, again, all this welcome home celebration coverage brought to you by FNBO. Thanks, Jay Will. Partner of Kansas Athletics. Next, let's have the man come up that had 12 points, 12 rebounds, and is certainly the, probably as, as good a loose ball guy, rebounder, and toughest guy that we have, or that's pretty equal. I guess we're all pretty tough. Give it up for Christian Brown. <laughs> 12 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, had 10 up, points in eight uh, minutes. I don't, I don't got much to say, but I just want to thank you guys, uh, you know, for coming out and supporting us every game. You know, it means the world to us. Um, and we do this stuff for y'all. Uh, we've got a long week ahead of us, y'all, so get ready. <laughs> Festivities will continue all the way through Saturday morning with a parade. He's referring to studying. Long week ahead of us. So <laughs> he had part of the net kind of tied between next? his hat. Huh? You want Save an Oach and all David right. for last. This guy had a decent year. First team All-American, Big 12 Player of the Year, Big 12 Champion, Big 12 Tournament Champion, National Champion. And in all honesty, there's only one player that I know of that's had as decorated a year as this guy has in the history of Kansas basketball. Give it up for your man, Ochai Abaji. about that? Ochai wearing red. Piece of the net. What's good? As What's well. good? Bill referring to Danny Manning, I assume. Yes. Man, I, I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. Um, we did this like like everyone else has been saying. We did this for y'all. Um, we had ups and downs this season. We had a really special team, really special, uh, coaching staff. Couldn't be more thankful. And you know, when I made my decision to come back this year, this is this, this is how I envision it. So it's great. We got helicopters up in the air. Everybody, I just feel the energy. So uh, nah, rock chalk. Ochai Abazi right there. And the fact that they saved David for last, I think, means Bill Self's about to say something hey, really special. Uh, Oach, Oach was the MOP last night, but you know as I will, it should have been Co. This guy carried us. 
against Nova. He put us on his back last night, the last three or four minutes against Carolina. Your starting center, David McCormick. Should have been co-MOP, according to Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. David making those clutch Man, shots uh, inside the last two minutes. I just want to keep it brief. Um, I appreciate y'all all. I love y'all just for the amount of support and uh, just coming out here and taking your time. We do this all for you. Um, I just We just can't thank you enough. Just rock chalk till I die. Um, crimson and blue, baby. <laughs> Back to Coach Self. And, and last but certainly not least, this guy started college when many of you were still in junior high. <laughs> but he's, he's obviously uh, been, a, been a leader, an ambassador, and I don't know if anybody could represent us or you any better than what he does. Your six-year senior, Mitch Lightfoot. It's Lightfoot. Wow, wow, Two wow, points, wow. rebound, but he's been big all year for Kansas. It's, it's, it's incredible uh, what this team has been able to do, what these coaches have been able to inspire us to do. Coach Self has inspired us day in and day out uh, with some pretty uh, great uh, inspiration. Um, I think every single one of uh, these guys, we go out there and we fight for you guys because you guys mean the world to us. Um, we know you guys have been out here in this cold waiting for us, and uh, we, support, we, we, uh, we support you guys, and you guys support us, and uh, we love you guys. Rock Chalk. It's a dreary overcast day here in Lawrence. Not too chilly, but a threat of rain, currently 64 you know, degrees. It, in, order, in order to have a success, it takes a lot of people, you know, support staff, administration, uh, up on the hill in the athlete department, and we have unbelievable leadership in those areas with uh, with Travis and obviously Chancellor Gerard. But but uh, you know it, it's something that every year at late night, I always say that we got a special group, and it's about time we did it again. We'll come to late night this year, and we'll be dropping another banner. All right, that's exciting for uh, late night in the fog. So in case you missed it. There was that. We're out early today. I wonder real quick. I do wonder. Some some schools hang, when they hang the banner for a national title, they hang a banner with the logo of that year's Final Four. Kansas has kind of kept it consistent with just the same. You've seen anybody who's mm-hmm. been in Allen Field, in Allen Field has, has seen what those title banners look like. I wonder what they do there. I, I wonder if they keep with that tradition or or uh, hang one with the Final Four logo. I would imagine what they would do is the same they did in San Antonio. Because the, the one with the Final Four logo from San Antonio is hanging in the practice gym. Yeah, that'll, that'll be. I, I'm sure that's what they do. But that certainly makes uh, Late Night in the Fog even more interesting. All right, we're going to open things up for uh, RCST trivia registration. Just a reminder, if you're new to this event, we have a bracket with 64 listeners, contestants who are going to go up against each other in an NCAA tournament-style uh, bracket, but with KU basketball trivia, so you get to prove if you know how much you know. And this will be our third year of doing the event. It has been so much fun to do each and every year, and we're looking forward to doing it again. The grand prize for the winner: you're getting a big screen TV, thanks to Twenty Third Street Brewery. Our other sponsors that are involved in RCST trivia this year. Um, Jayhawk Trophy providing some awesome trophies again. They also have some customized, like, special etched water bottles that are really cool that you can bring with you to work or whatever. Um, so they're going to be a part of it. Uh, Jayhawk NFTs with rockchalk.io. 
they're a part of it, so you're going to get some credit to get some NFTs. Um, McDonald's giving away some vouchers, some gift cards for the event. Kurt Geeser State Farm is helping to sponsor uh, some gift cards that we're going to be giving away through Hawaiian Bros. Obviously, everybody loves Hawaiian Bros, so you can get those. Um, we have uh, CBD of Lawrence giving away gift cards. That I think won't load here. I have no Wi-Fi, so I, I don't have all the uh, people in front of me. Okay, here we go. Home Field Apparel, we're going to have some um, KU gear we're giving away from them, thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. It's helping to sponsor those being given away. So uh, some awesome prizes. We have RCST t-shirts as well that we're giving away again. It's it's going to be another fun year. So to register, we're going to open things up. If you're listening to this on the podcast, all you have to do if you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're listening to it right now live, you can do this one as well. Um, just shoot us uh, either a tweet or a DM at RCST1320 on Twitter, or you can you know shoot me if you want at D Johnson Radio. Either just shoot us a tweet. Shoot us a DM, whatever works to either of those that you want in on RCST Trivia. We'll ask you for some more information, and then you'll be in. Um, But for anybody who wants to call in to get yourself registered, we're doing that right now. You can give us a call. It's at 785-843-1321. That's right, 785-843-1321. 785-843-1321. Give us a call. We'll get you registered for RCST Trivia. You win a bunch of prizes. That's going to do it for this Real edition, quick, though. if you complain about the questions, I will mock you. <laughs> yes, that is uh, open, as always. He's Adam Rivetta. I'm Derek Johnson. Thanks for joining us on this very, very short edition of RCST. KU Baseball, as they take on Missouri, takes over the airwaves in just a few minutes here on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Would you like to get involved in sponsoring Rock Chalk Sports Talk or the Best of RCST podcast? How about getting involved in some KU action or local high school sports? You can reach out to us, djohnson at gpmnow.com. That's djohnson at gpmnow.com. And we'll see what we can do to help out your business and get involved here in local sports. We're here. This has turned into a very uh, stressful and wild last 15 or so minutes here on KLWN. We uh, were supposed to get out at 350 for KU baseball to take on Missouri. And turns out the game is at 7 o'clock, not at 4 o'clock. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to totally adjust. Uh, we had made plans all day based on that being the case. That's not the case. So we're actually going to do a couple more hours of RCST. We're kind of scrambling, figure out what we want to talk about, all those things for these final couple of hours. We're actually going to have um, David Lesky of Inside the Crown who's going to join the show in about 15 minutes. We'll talk some Royals with David, which that kind of works out because the Royals open up the season and MLB opening day is tomorrow. Um, and then we're also going to be joined by Benny Philhaber of uh, Sporting KC, too. He's he's coaching with them, uh, former Sporting KC player, great player for sporting, is going to join us at 5.30. And uh, we actually have some tickets that we're going to be giving away. We're going to be giving those away tomorrow on the show. We might also have some uh, audio talking to KU Rugby with Andy Stewart today as well here on RCST. Just a mad scramble here, but we're going to do our best. Call an audible. Big time audible. This we is like have time to run wasp. Yeah. This is like, hey, it's it's you know, there's three seconds to go. We're at the forty yard line. We gotta run a Hail Mary. It's but like, by the way, there's ten minutes left and you're at the ten yard line. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you get out there and it's like, wait, why did he tell us there's three seconds left? There's <laughs> there's so much time left. 
a well-oiled machine here at KLWN. Things yeah. run great. Thank you to the people who, who reach out. I have some. Yeah, people we that, did. We already had some some great people reach out. Yeah, I had um, some others reach out on uh, social media. I'll get to you in a second. We've just been dealing with this. Yeah, this so kind of came up. I haven't really had time. Very quickly, it was uh, three fifty-five. Um, I don't know if I should be telling the story. I don't know how much you want to hear of how the sausage is made, but you know, three fifty comes and goes. We're hearing nothing from the uh, from the the what's called a Comrex board, which is what they broadcast out of. We hear nothing, we hear nothing, we hear nothing. So I text the play-by-play guy, uh, who was not Haney, it was another gentleman, um, and uh, he then calls me, and he says, hey, uh, sorry, I was on the phone. And I said, no worries. Uh, What's up? And he he said, well, um, I said, well, we're kind of waiting. We're not hearing anything down the the line of the broadcast. And he said, well, you know, it doesn't start till 6.50, first pitch at 7. And I go, (laughs) well... Derek and I have a longer day than we thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, so like I said, David Lesky going to join the show in about 12 minutes from right now. Benny Failhaber is going to come on um, at 5.30 here on RCST. RCST is brought to you by T-Mobile, expanding their nationwide 5G network to now cover over 80% of Americans. And in just a few years, it could be up to 99% of Americans. Switch today to T-Mobile and receive an iPhone 13. T-Mobile has faster speeds with 5G as fast as Wi-Fi and up to 15 times faster than 4G. T-Mobile covers over 100 million Americans with their high-performance ultra-capacity 5G. What do you want to talk about? we got Royals opening day tomorrow. KU just won a national title. NFL draft is later this month. Any of those pique your interest? Well, sometimes, Derek, uh, when you're on radio... Going against... Uh, We're looking you know, to fill time here that yeah. we don't have a show planned, so should we just bring up the classic radio? Is Pete Rose a Hall of Who, Famer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your Mount Rushmore of NFL <laughs> coaches? No, uh, we were very serious. Uh, broadcasting radio mm-hmm. is an extremely serious mm-hmm. duty. Serious things. <laughs> serious things. I said duty. I... Uh... Let's let's talk about KU in the yeah. Title I mean, it, for a few we're gonna, we we kind of planned on devoting most of this week, with the exception of some Royals talk since opening days tomorrow. But, um, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't know where to go. You know, it. it what was your um, favorite play outside of the final two minutes of the KU North Carolina game? You can't pick anything. In I the would last two I would say because I think it kind of got things rolling, even though North Carolina eventually got back up twelve. There was at least um, you kind of at least saw some life with that Dewan to Dave Alleyoop, uh, which for the record, I for those who didn't listen yesterday, I had no idea or haven't heard the podcast from yesterday. I didn't see anything till there was about twelve minutes left in the second half because it ha- or before halftime we were down fifteen when Kansas was down fifteen. Derek and I were watching together and I left and I said I got to you know it's whatever me me watching here is not working, so I drive home back to Gardner. Um, and I put my iPod on share my my iPhone music on shuffle. Um, at one point, Dream On comes on, which if you've ever gone to Late Night in the Fog, you know what an important song that is. Uh, for the opening intro video at Late Night, that's the music they always use, Dream On by Aerosmith. And I thought, okay, maybe that's a nice little omen. I walk into my house, it's forty six forty one, and um, so that was that was kind of how I. But having looked back at the other uh, moments. Um, I would say, um, I would say that that Dewan today because at least it just showed life. 
Um, but but I, I, I'll say this. One thing I kind of, looking back, I haven't been able to watch the full game yet because I didn't record the later broadcast, and they don't yet have it out on, on um, the U of Tubes. But I did, um, I thought you kind of saw coaching, and this isn't a, this is somewhat of a knock on Hubert Davis, but not to say that it's anything he can't overcome. I think you saw an, an old coach against a young coach. I think you saw a young coach um, doing a great job, by the way. Hubert Davis deserves a ton of credit, not just for this tournament run, but for getting them to the tournament. Uh, they finished 17-4 and four from like basically February on. They were a fantastic team. Um, but I think you saw a coach who knew how to kind of take, you know, take it four minutes at a time and and break and chisel away. And I think you saw a coach who um, saw a big lead and his concern wasn't getting it from 15 points to 20. His concern was going from let's not make 15 turn into 10. They were no longer attacking. Mm-hmm. And I think if they had stayed attacking, Kansas might have still made a run. But I don't know that they get closer than, um, you know, because like Villanova, KU kept attacking and Villanova never got closer than six. I think it could have been very similar. North Carolina chosen to keep attacking. You know what I'm saying? Like KU would have scared them. But I don't think if North Carolina decided to keep attacking, I'm not sure Kansas actually, you know, and, and not to say Carolina choked, KU did great. But I do think that was part of it. Yeah, I would. I, I mentioned that 6-0 spurt. The Remy Martin step back three from the right kind of free throw on extended. That was awesome. All right, we're going to take a timeout, take a little break here. Then we'll have our Masters update. And when we come back, we're going to hear from David Lesky with Royals opening day right around the corner. This is RCST. Thanks for joining us today on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Again, a bit of a scheduling quick turnaround with the KU baseball game actually at 7, not 4 o'clock, like uh, we were programmed into leaving for. Remember so, when uh, Homer Simpson made like a fake Homer at the nuclear power plant and Mr. Burns was super impressed with him and Homer could just never show up to work? We should, we should for, for moments like this, we should have made fake Derricks and Adams. But, I, I think we could make a lot of uses out of that. Yeah. Um, like, we could do, we could do, like, a show here at the studio and a live remote simultaneously. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great. Uh, all right. We're joined by David Lesky, Inside the Crown. There is no double for David. There's no replacement for David. And actually, this worked out okay because we get David on day before opening day, which is tomorrow with uh, the Royals playing at uh, three-something. Uh, Bobby Witt is going to be starting on opening day for the Kansas City Royals. And he uh, immediately comes out. He is the favorite to win AL Rookie of the Year. David, what are your expectations for Bobby Witt now that we know that he is going to start right away with the Royals? Well, first, I want to commend you on your accuracy. Three-something is dead on. (laughs) I'm I'm scrambling right now. Three-something. My head is a mess. (laughs) It's 310, if you were wondering. (laughs) Thank you. That just cracked me up. Um, the, the game's taking place Witt, somewhere somewhere in Missouri. Uh, yeah. They're going to play where. a game with a ball and a bat. Players yeah. will be had. People will be there. They'll have a few bats. They'll have a few bats even. <laughs> will they, will um, they have a, a cheeseburger with lobster on it like the Braves? That's what everybody needs no, to know. Th- there's just a um, – I promise I'll get to your question, but there is <laughs> – I saw there's a, um, a pulled pork sandwich with bacon bits, barbecue sauce, and Reese's peanut butter cups. 
I don't know. Okay. That just that sounds more just like like that doesn't even sound good. I like no, like, like I don't like the the cheesy corn brisket acho. I love that thing. It's so good. Yeah, and it's it's sloppy and messy and very special to Kansas City. So you can have something unique that stands out to your team without being gross because that's delicious. Yeah, I just you know the if it's dark chocolate, I guess I can maybe kind of sort of almost see because it's not quite as sweet. Uh, I don't know. That's just <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to try it. I'll say that. I'll let somebody else try it. And, and if if I hear about it, I will let you know on Monday how it was. I'm not going to be the one to try it. Um, <laughs> but Bobby Witt, because he's he is better than a cold pork sandwich there you with go. <laughs> peanut butter cups on it. Um, I mean, the expectations. Uh, what MVP? I, I feel. I feel like it's kind of crazy what what people are are putting on him and. I don't. I don't know that I'm helping that at all <laughs> by saying. And I picked him for rookie of the year. I, he's the, he's the betting favorite. So um, I'm not the only one, of course. But I mean, really, we talked about this. The sky is the limit. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what he can do because I don't. I don't think that any. There's nothing on a baseball field he can't do, basically, and so. Um, I, I, I think it's probably not the worst idea to temper some expectations a little bit because young players don't always come out on fire. They just don't. There's, Juan Soto is not normal. <laughs> you know, these, Ronald Acuna Jr., they're, they're not normal players that just immediately hit the ground running. I, I, I've mentioned Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the past. He had a couple okay seasons before he broke out last year. I mean, Wander Franco, you want to you talk about a much quicker turnaround. I think he was 3 for 25 when he first came up. It may not happen immediately now is it going to be seven games 70 games 150 games? i don't know but there, there may be some struggles along the way but the, the what you come back to he's an incredibly talented player who like i said can truly do anything on a baseball diamond so i mean anything you think a player can do bobby witt jr has the ability to do that and i think it's going to be really fun to see him grow into that and I mean, he's he's one of the he's one of those players that you look at and you go, he's not a superstar. I don't know who you can ever predict will be. There will be there will be superstars, but if he doesn't become one, I don't know how you can predict anybody will. If if I offered you just for this year, just for his rookie year, if I if I offered you some combination of of home runs and stolen bases, that equals out to forty. Would you take that to the bank or would you roll roll the dice? I would hammer that because <laughs> he's going to run. Uh, the rea- even if he doesn't get to 20 home runs, he's going to run when he gets on base. I, I think it's going to be 25 to 30 steals. And with, with the kind of power he has, I mean, you're going to get 15, 10 to 15 home runs just just from showing up for 150 games. So 40, 40 is the easy number. I, I would have to start thinking about it at 5th. Five, wow. maybe. I think I'd still hammer fifty. Wow. I, I mean, maybe, maybe fifty. I'd think about it. Um, Fifty-five is the point when I when I would potentially say under. Um, but it, the rea- if he's out there for one hundred fifty games, and that that's what it comes down to. If he plays the full season, which I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, he's going to run. He's going to steal bases. And if he's not hitting home runs, I would bet he runs even more because he's going to want to build some of that value that he's losing from the power. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think the number's going to be pretty high if you combine those two. So what is the, the impact of, like, if he does? Because, like you said, we, we don't know, like, what it's going to be like. Some guys take a little longer than others. Um, let's say, hypothetically, on, on one end of the spectrum, you have, like, the Jared Kelenic rookie season last year, which was not good at all. He had to be sent down, I think, one or two times. Uh, the overall stats didn't look good. And then you mentioned some guys like Ronald Acuna who are on kind of the higher end of the spectrum of of coming out right away a, as a rookie and just kind of dominating or, or playing really well. Like, what is the impact for the team from the Royals versus those two different scenarios happening? Well, I mean, if he's Kellenic, he's probably going to AAA. <laughs> like you said, like, like Kellenic did last year. Um, and ultimately, I think that probably docks them, I don't know, two or three wins from what most people are suggesting. Because I think, I think, I think most people look at Bobby Witt Jr. and think he's probably a two or three win player. Um, and yeah, at worst. And so if he's not on a, if he's bad and then he gets sent down, I think that, that hurts the team pretty significantly for, for a young player like him. But if he is Acuna or Soto or, and, you know, somebody else who got off to a crazy start in his career, I think, like, I think Bryce Harper did, um, you know, if he's one of those guys, I mean, you, you might see three or four more wins for the Royals because then he's probably a five or six win player. So um, it, it, it's a, there's a decent sized swing with, with, with how he performs. And if he, if he isn't sort of the good, not great player that I think a lot of people are realistically thinking he'll be, it, it, it could go. I mean, you, you could take the Royals from completely out of playoff contention to on the fringe of it, depending on, on which side he goes to. So he's, he's a pretty important player this year. Um, moving on to uh, about 66 feet from the base, uh, or from home plate, um, Zach Grinky tomorrow and a lot of guys who, if this wave is going to come close to accomplishing what the last wave of great prospects did for the Royals, um, will have to show a lot more than they've shown um, since they've been up in the majors. Do you see, you know, they kind of have revamped um, in the same manner they revamped their, their hitting, um, kind of uh, the uh, the hitting all across the organization developmentally and, and on up, um, and supposedly they did the same with pitching. Do you expect to see the fruits of that this year? I hope so, <laughs> because if not, um, you kind of kind of have to start wondering how how they're going to get where they want to go. Um, it doesn't. And, I mean, they've got a lot of lot of options. So if you know, right now you're looking at a group of like Chris Bubich, Carlos Hernandez, Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer, Jackson, are these guys? If they don't if they don't figure it out, first of all, there's still time. I mean, if they don't figure it out this year, they can still figure it out next year or 24. You know, everybody develops differently. So put that in the back of your mind. Um, but they've got others too. It's not, it's not just them. I mean, you're looking at John Heasley on Hazerpa. Um, Jonathan Boland should be back. I would say probably June, June, July from his Tommy John last season. Um, I really liked him before the injury. Um, Asa Lacey, we didn't even talk about Lacey because he wasn't in spring training just because they didn't have innings for extra guys like him. Um, I mean, he's, he's still probably the one most likely to be an ace. So, uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily the end of the world if the current crop doesn't get there, I guess. But yeah, they, they need to they need to show something this year. And um, 
spring training wasn't encouraging, but also there's only a couple outings for each guy, so it's hard to really get too bogged down in that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a big year, though, for the pitching development. I, I think from a – this is kind of a cynical thing, but if – I feel like the Royals are probably in okay if no matter what happens, because either these young guys develop and they help them win more games than we expect, or they don't, and it probably elicits a change at the big league level in the coaching staff. And I, and I don't, I don't think the Royals can lose either way in that regard, which is kind of, kind of mean to Cal Eldred, but also he's not especially good at his job from all well, I can I mean, tell. And so. he knows, he knows the business he got into. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's results based, and. You know, I and and I think I would I would argue twenty five out of twenty nine organizations, and that's just a rough guess. He'd have been fired two years ago. So, um, he's, in my opinion, he's on borrowed time. And if the pitching doesn't come around, I think there are ultimately worse things given what they still have behind these guys, right? And what could happen with a change in voice. There are worse things, but you still you still want it to come around because this is the group that you think is going to to be the, if not the leaders, the first group to come up and and push them to that next level. Um, I guess this this is kind of an odd way to transition back to Bobby Witt, but it, it's still somewhat related to pitching. Does the fact that it might take either it, it could take more time with this crop, or maybe need to even wait till that next group that of of guys that you mentioned that comes that is behind them. Um, does that add more pressure for the Royals to take a take a chance if, if Bobby Witt is is willing, uh, take a chance on a huge long term deal so they can sew him up so he's not in you know year five, um, and and two years from free agency by the time their pitching does become at the level they would like it to be. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it adds more pressure necessarily, but I mean, I think I think the organization wants to <laughs> get it done with him. Um, I wrote, I can't remember what it was. I think it was this, this past fall, kind of a pre-debut extension. Well, that's out the window because they're not going to get that done before three something tomorrow. Um, and it's uh, you start to look at guys like Fernando Tatis Jr., Wander Franco. I mean, Tatis signed what fourteen years, three hundred forty-one million, I think it was. Franco was 11 years and 189 million. Um, both which, just, by the way, I can't remember the exact numbers, but both just shy of what Derek makes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean about half. Um, yeah, 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 but um, good for Derek. But it's uh, you know I can buy a I, lot I think, of those uh, Reese's peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, tell me how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you, if you look at the free agent shortstops, so. Corey Seager got what ten three twenty five from the Rangers. Um, Marcus Semien, who's not a shortstop anymore, I guess, but he got seven and one of the two one one seventy five, I think. Yeah, because they spent five hundred million between the two of them. Um, Carlos Correa got thirty five million a year from the Twins. I mean, if you can get Bobby Witt Jr. locked up for twenty million a year on, on total in total. It, even if he has a tough season, you got to believe in that guy. So I think you want to get that done. I think the pressure is is just that every year he plays, you have to assume he's going to get better and it's going to cost more and more and more. Um, again, it's, it's a two-way street. Yes, I want to do it too, but I, mean, I, I think that's something that they want to do pretty quickly. And 
the thing about Bobby Witt, you want to tie that back to the pitching. He helps make the defense elite because he's very good at third. I think he's a good shortstop. But it, that infield with Lopez at second, Mondesi at short, and Witt at third, that, that's a really good defensive infield. Um, the outfield's pretty good, too. I mean, that, it's, it's a good defense, but Bobby Witt Jr. is what helps to make all of that happen. Um, and then I think that can help the pitching. In a big park, you know, they have a few ground ball guys. Daniel Lynch did a really nice job getting grounders in spring training, which is something that he did in the minors but didn't do last year. I think that that's going to help Lynch. Singer's a ground ball guy. Keller's a ground ball guy. I mean, you're, you're looking at Bobby Witt Jr., even if, he, even if he doesn't hit, he's got huge value to this team. And, and you, yeah, you want to lock that up as fast as you can. We're talking with David Lesky of Inside the Crown. Highly recommend subscribing to a Substack and, and following along. Everything gets emailed right into your email. Um, and it's always great when I wake up. I check my email and I get to catch up on whatever's going on with the Royals. Uh, so what is it you're most excited for for opening day, obviously precluding um, Bobby Witt? Like what outside of that is getting you most excited for tomorrow? Well, I mean, it's getting to the ballpark is great. I was in Arizona and I didn't get to see baseball. So – that really stunk. I, it was, it was. I have a, a more normal vacation than I usually do when I'm down there, but um, I didn't get to go see baseball, and so that that was bad. But on the field, um, you know, I mentioned the infield defense. I I, I want to see them work because it is. It's a really really good and athletic infield. Um, I think that they can they can turn a lot of balls that were hits last year into outs this year, and that'll that'll help quite a bit. But I mean, more than anything. I'm really excited to see Zach Greinke pitching for the Royals at Kauffman Stadium on the mound. That that's it's something I never thought I'd see again. I don't I don't think anybody expected it. Um, it's been 12 years. Um, it's 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 a it's a cool it's a cool thing to get to see that guy back on the mound in Kauffman Stadium in the home whites. I think last I saw the over under win total mark was 74 and a half. You can correct me on that yeah. if that's wrong. Um, uh, what are you thinking right now for uh, where that number lies at the end of the season? I don't think it's a bad number. I have them at 79. Uh, maybe I'm a little more optimistic than I should be. but So I take the over. Um, but you know, the, the division's better. You know, they're, the Twins got better. The Tigers got better. The Guardians are always good. Um, they're always tough, at least. And the White Sox are good. So it's a tough division. It's a tough league. The American League is just absolutely stacked. Um so even if they got better, I could see them taking a step back and win. But I would take the over. Yeah, it's it's tough, like you said, because the division, I, I could literally see any, I don't know, I, I think the White Sox probably win it. The pitching staff is just very deep. Right. They have a good bullpen and lineup and everything. But I feel like you could convince yourself anybody finishes between second and fifth, which I guess makes it pretty interesting for the Royals. Like, At what point of the season, like, what would the Royals have to start for you to start convincing yourself that this is a playoff team? Well, probably better than 16 and 9, because that's what they did last year <laughs> and, and ended where they did. Um, I don't know. I, I think if they can get to the end, you know, let, let's use the Memorial Day checkpoint. If they get there and they're, I don't know, eight games over, seven to ten games over, I guess, whatever's mathematically possible there, I, I start to believe in that because I don't, I don't think they're getting to that point without the pitching stepping up. And I think that's what has to happen for them to win. And so if that pitching is has kind of figured it out and gotten to a point that they've got four or five consistent starters and the bullpen's pitching well, I think I'll feel pretty good about that. But 
I don't know. They, they, they pulled the rug out for me a few times over the years, so it's hard to say for sure. I think I'd feel most comfortable with them with thinking they might win the division when they actually win the division. <laughs> All right, uh, who comes up first, Nick Prado or MJ Melendez? Uh, I think it's Melendez. I think he's a little bit more ready offensively, and um, I, I think they don't, they don't want to bring Prado up to DH. And I don't think they mind bringing Melendez up to DH and catch some. So I think he'd come up first, and they they, they got to get they got to move Santana before they get Prado up. Uh, who ends up with more home runs this season? Bobby Witt Jr. or the combination of Michael A. Taylor, Whit Merrifield, and Nicky Lopez? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so you've got two for Nicky. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give him that extra one because I'm feeling really confident today. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's say 12 for Taylor and 14 for Merrifield. Ooh, boy, that's that 28. I'm going to give it to those three, but I, I am not confident about that. No, I, I think I would actually take Bobby Witt there, but... You know, you're going to get a lot you know, of playing time. I, as I'm thinking about it, I might go back. I don't know. I'm That's, that's close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if it all hits and he ends up in that top three for Rookie of the Year, then I think at that point you're probably feeling good. But, again, there's the potential yeah. of what happened to Jared Kalanick. All right, well, David, we appreciate you uh, kind of coming on last minute with us today and, and working through it with some scheduling stuff on our end. Um, so thank you for coming on. Before we let you go, one last thing with Adam. All right, David, one last thing. What were you planning to do with this time before we called you in a panic to come on the show? <laughs> I, I was I was sitting back, um, running out the clock at work, and enjoying uh, enjoying just a, a bottle of water. So nothing exciting, which oh. is why I was really happy to be able to come on with you guys. Well, good. I, I wish you would have been like, you know, I was on a boat in, I don't know, <laughs> wherever, some nice place in I, Hawaii I was or something. Tigers. In Africa, yeah. um, but Peter, don't call. I'm not. I swear. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, David, uh, he, he was just talking about the Detroit Tigers. You know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I was hunting. I was hunting hobby bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, thank you again for uh, making time for us and coming on. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks, guys. All right. That's David Lesky. Check out all his work. Again, awesome stuff at Inside the Crown. Subscribe to his Substack. With Adam Dravetta, I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to take a timeout here. When we uh, finish the timeout, you're going to hear another Masters update. And then when we come back, we're going to continue on with this scrambled edition of RCST. You're listening in on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, the KLWN app. Depend on it. Would you like to get involved in sponsoring Rock Chalk Sports Talk or the Best of RCST podcast? How about getting involved in some KU action or local high school sports? You can reach out to us, djohnson at gpmnow.com. That's djohnson at gpmnow.com. And we'll see what we can do to help out your business and get involved here in local sports. Welcome back to RCST, 5 o'clock hour here on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. With Adam I'm Derek Johnson, RCST Trivia starting next week. If you want to get in, go to our Twitter account at RCST1320. Either tweet at us, DM us, whatever, and we'll get you registered for this year. Prizes for every round you advance, including the grand prize TV for the champion of RCST Trivia. I'm going to say this. Sometimes... um... How can I put this? Because we're guilty of this, too. Maybe I shouldn't say this because I'm being paid by this company. But a lot of times, I think everyone in in radio could agree, sometimes free T-shirts from any company can look a little, like, goofy and a little, like, they're just basically shirts that are enormous billboards for the station. And, like, they're fine. You wear them to work out, to do lawn work, whatever. 
But these RCST trivia shirts are pretty slick. Yeah, they have like a bracket on them and yeah, everything. They're pretty cool looking. You can't you can't go on a store and buy RCST trivia shirts anywhere. Like our past uh, shirts we gave out, we just did RCST shirts. These are RCST trivia specific yeah. shirts, and we're giving them out. You just got to win one tournament game. So and if you want to, where who uh, where did we? Well, I, I don't want to put any pressure on who provided the shirts, but I would say because I don't know if they would do this, but. You know, maybe you could pay if you if you win one of the shirts. Maybe you could even go to a local T-shirt shop and pay them to put your name, you know, your last name on the back of it. Yeah, personalize, it, customize it, even. You could, you know, write it yourself. Like yeah, your in Sharpie, in Sharpie. Yeah. Well, um, we did. Uh, we smelled terrible with our my senior year. Derek and I were on a uh, an awful, awful, uh, um, uh, what you call rec rec league base uh, basketball team at KU. And uh, we were awful. We won one game, and our uh, sh- our jerseys were just green shirts, cut off sleeves with spray painted numbers. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't. I of course was Michael Jordan, forty five. I remember we played against some. Uh, we played against this one team, and they had like two seven footers. And one of the guys had like a Forte State that he used to play at Forte State jersey, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go we, great." Our one win came against a, a team that was just as bad as, as us. Well, actually, no, it came against a team that had every like one. Oh no, re- these are different stories. One actually. really good player, and then a bunch of guys who were somehow even worse than the, than us, and we pulled out a win there. Um, I remember we played one team that was a group of frat guys that. Um, they like their tallest guy was like five seven, but they played a two three zone and they could actually play basketball. They could shoot, and we were terrible. RCST brought to you by T-Mobile. No 5G signal goes farther or is better for coverage indoors and outdoors than our extended range 5G1 signal at T-Mobile. You can finally join America's largest and fastest 5G network at T-Mobile. I'm curious, how do you think this team is is going to be remembered? Because when I say that, like I, I don't mean are they going to be remembered. Everybody's going to remember them. Everybody's going to point back to the title team. Whenever we discuss you know future years, we're going to point back to this year and say, well, this is proof that, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? And I, I think of the case of this one, I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with what that's going to be. But, like, 2008 is not just remembered for how amazing of an ending it was. It was remembered for being purely dominant. Like, by metrically speaking, it is one of the historically great college basketball teams. 1988 is remembered. Danny and the Miracles. You had an amazing run with one of the greatest players, if not the most decorated and best player in KU basketball history, and you're a six seed that wins a title. I think some this year is like I don't want to say it's directly in between, but it's it, it wasn't the dominant regular season team, the dominant overall team of that 08 team. I think that team started twenty and zero. Yeah, and it it wasn't the miracle run of the six seed team, but it's kind of somewhere in between those both. And also, when you're talking about like identities of what you know, when we go back and and say this team won the title on the backs of this. I don't think there's really anything I'm going to pull from this team where when we're discussing and analyzing future Kansas teams, I'm going to say, but if you can only be like that team in this way, you know, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. I they think were just the, good. They were a good team that came together. Their freakish confidence, their love for one another. Um, I think that, but would, I don't that view that be as being like it. a requisite. No. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as far as what can you pull from this team? I, 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 you know what I think it will be in part, again, you can't, you can't, say for future wealth they want to win a national championship they got to do this 
But I think it will be remembered as, even though he didn't finish his MOP, I think it's going to be remembered as um, the year Remy came on. Yeah. Where I think KU, I don't think nationally, like nationally everyone remembers 08 for Mario Chalmers in the mm -hmm. shot. Every college basketball fan remembers that moment. Um, I don't know how many fans will be, like national fans will remember Remy coming out of nowhere, but I think for KU fans, they're not going to be able to talk about, they'll talk, Ochai will be huge. Um, the comeback of the title game will be huge, but then a lot of the talk will be, and then Remy and starting it all started in the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, I think it's going to be will be a lasting memory. It's going to be looked at on as that was, uh, you know, such a fun ride. That was such a fun run. And in some um, ways, the payback for going two of twenty one against VCU, you know, all these things. And and look, there's luck involved, but also sometimes you you don't play well. So I'm not saying oh the team in 2011 just had bad luck they they didn't they got outplayed against vcu that's just a fact um but some things do have to fall your way to win the tournament and so i think this team will also be remembered in a lot of ways as like a oh finally things kind of broke yeah. ku's way yeah yeah they they're not they didn't you know lose a big man going into the tournament they didn't get covid going into the tournament. yeah they're not the most talented ku team far from it but you know, they won a title, and that's what matters. They don't have to beat those other KU teams. They had to beat the teams in front of them, and they did. Best team in the country this year. And, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, the one thing that we're going to take away is that in the same way that the Malik Newman thing happened, after yeah. that it was like, you know, but if, if one guy can just get hot in the tournament and it felt unrealistic, well, now it's happened twice in the last four years. We're going to hear a lot more of that, whether it's a freshman who maybe struggled early in the season bad for or every a transfer comes transfer. in. It's going to be like, okay, but as long as he gets going in March, we've seen this before, and it's just, I, I'm not expecting it to happen. It's it's just kind of unrealistic to expect it, but who knows? We do have those two examples in, in recent memory, so why not again? He's Adam Dravetta. I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com. Another time out here, then a Masters update, then we'll come back and continue on with RCST here on KLWN. Depend on it. Benny Failhaber is going to join us in about 10 minutes from Sporting KC2. The head coach for Sporting KC2 is playing right here in Lawrence. They have their uh, home opener this weekend over at Rock Chalk Park, so you can go on out to that. We're going to be doing a ticket giveaway coming up tomorrow here on RCST, so be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Um, update on our poll, which you can still vote on, at RCST1320 on Twitter. Who is the best coach in Kansas basketball history Bill Self, Fog Allen, Roy Williams, other. Bill Self, 93% of the vote. Again, we both agreed that that was the case. We were just curious yeah, how be, high the number was. The overwhelming would be. majority. Fog Allen at 5%, Roy Williams and other each at 1%. Um, somebody, the disrespect towards Dick Harp. That's a good one. Uh, that sounds like a really rude instrument, by the way. Richard Harp, <laughs> former player as well. Yes, yeah, played for Fog, didn't he? Uh, I think so. I don't know. W.O. Hamilton or something? I don't know. Uh, probably. Um, somebody you know, else You know what W.O. Hamilton did after after uh, retiring? Or I don't know if he got fired or what, but when he see, when he stopped being a coach at KU? No idea. He stayed in Lawrence, uh, sold cars. He's a car salesman. Oh. Yeah. Good for him. He probably made more money than I'm at sure the time yeah. coaching basketball. Uh, somebody else responded, uh, Matt, uh, the real question is what Bill gets named after him. And this is something you, I, Somebody, I know you brought up on Twitter. In 2008, 
they there was a petition to try to get a, a some um I can't remember which area of town, but there was a petition to try to get a piece of a, of a street named after him, and I think he he actually kind of I don't know if Lawrence said no, but he was kind of yeah about that as himself. He was even kind of I'm not sure because there was some there was some um, talk because you know fans were still scared with from Roy, um, and then self you know Kansas won the national title. And Oklahoma State had just fired their coach, and I think Self even drove down to Stillwater and took an interview and ultimately said, no, I'm staying at Kansas. He got an extension. Um, at that time, I think it was a big deal because he was getting $3 million a year, which uh, it's amazing how these salaries and, – and look, he deserves – Self, I, I think ultimately he'll probably get – with. With retention bonuses and everything, he might get up over $9 million this year. But um, point being, I think he's probably worth 25 to $30 million himself for the university. So whatever they pay him, it's worth it. Um, but it's just funny that that was a huge deal, that he was getting paid $3 bucks a year with that new contract after winning the national title. And after that, a lot of people were like, all right, he stayed. He said no to Oklahoma State. He, he's staying in Lawrence. Let's try to name a street after him, and I think K. I think Self was kind of like, um, nah, I'm not sure about that. And I think even the city of Lawrence. I think ultimately, the, it was, you know, everybody involved said, "No, we're not going to do that." But maybe, maybe he still gets a street named after him. I don't know. Yeah, the street would make a lot of sense um, because that's just something that's easy. But like, you can't name the court after him. You can't if, name the I mean, stadium. The thing is, is the Hall of Fame is named after a guy who gave. Gobs and gobs of money. It's Booth. Which, can I just say, the David Booth Memorial Stadium... Should I name the football stadium Bill Self Stadium? Well, no, no, no. (laughs) But I I just want to say, David Booth Memorial Stadium, and God bless David Booth Mm -hmm. for... I mean, he loves this university, and he shows it in all sorts of ways. So I've got, you know, so name... Yeah, I have no problem with him getting his name on things. But I get why they wanted to keep the word Memorial, because it was was originally named for... uh, soldiers who fought and died in world war one so i get that but just that wording david booth memorial stadium makes it sound like it's memorializing david booth who is still very much alive so the wording of that's always troubled me a little well, i mean bit. eventually he'll you know i understand that but he isn't right now <laughs> yeah um but anyway that's a that's an entirely different subject but my point is maybe you mm. if you talk to david booth maybe he okays naming the the thing after self somebody in my mentions did bring up what about the practice court is that name yeah i don't think so but somebody did cool though somebody did bring up um in my mentions i i can't find them right now but um gallagher iba was henry iba was added to that or maybe it was gallagher that was oh added so it's to not it. the same person it's not somebody no gallagher with a, iber, henry iba's one person i can't remember who gallagher is so they so. could do naismith self court or or self allen Fieldhouse. yeah but i again I just don't know. Self is so big into the history of this place and big into recognizing that anybody who comes along now is smaller than the history. I don't know if he yeah, would want it. Yeah, but I, I agree. It'll have to be probably after he retires, right? Yeah. It'll be, and, and maybe it you won't make, be his option. It won't be his choice. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. Be maybe like, you make, doing this. Maybe you kind of put the, the entire area with all the trophies, the conference title trophies, um, the national title trophies, et cetera, et cetera in one kind of area and make it the the Bill Self 
Hall of Champions. Because again, he's the, like he's the greatest coach in your history. And I get it. You have such an illustrious history, so it's not easy to make that work. But I think that makes the most sense to me, doing Naismith self-court. Because you, you don't want to do self-Allen. And again, this is down the road. This is, like I said, like after he retires at Kansas. You're talking, you know, 10 plus years or something. Um, I think that if you do self Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Like, that doesn't sound as great. I think you leave Allen Field. Everybody knows Allen Fieldhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Naismith Court just feels yeah feels better. But hopefully, you know, hopefully we're not even having And then you have the best coach and the worst coach on the <laughs> court together. <laughs> hopefully we're uh, we're not having this conversation until Self has already maybe cut down even more nets. Right, exactly. Um, that makes it a whole lot easier. So, again, you can go vote on that at RCST 1320. Again, another reminder, if you are interested in... Joining RCST Trivia, we're going to start it next week, RKU Basketball Trivia. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at RCST1320. You can just tweet at us, or you can shoot us a DM, and then we will uh, see about getting you qualified for the uh, round of 64. We're going to open it up all on social media tomorrow, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, do the same thing, do the same instructions, and uh, you'll get yourself registered for trivia. All right, we're going to be joined by Benny Failhaber, former Sporting KC player, now head coach of Sporting KC2, their home opener this weekend over at uh, Rock Chalk Park right here in Lawrence. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Adam Rivetta. I'm Derek Johnson on KLWN. Depend on it.